0: Soften Your Senses, Ways to Become a Better Speaker, Listener, and Follower. This episode brought to you by Delmarva Veteran Builders. Learn more at delmarvaveteranbuilders.com. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Did You Know, the ESCO HVAC podcast. So we spend a lot of time talking about the shortage of labor in our industry, and we also talk about how wonderful of an experience it is to be in the trades and actually do things with your hands and to make a difference in the world that we live in. So we're going to take a slightly different twist on this, and we're going to spend some time with Chris Eccleston and Jenny Schroen. How are you folks today?
1: Hey, Doing great. Thanks for
0: having us. Oh, this is such an honor for us because it expands what we think of for education in the HVAC and refrigeration industry and just the trades in general. So we want to spend some time talking about your book, Grit Leads to Greatness. It's a children's book that is now available to the industry. And I was turned on to it by some fellow podcasters. And I stopped for a minute and went, man, we, we talk about this all the time, how as as an entire industry, as a group of industries, the trades, we don't do a good enough job marketing what we do to hands that like to work on stuff at young ages, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. I mean, I think back about our own experiences. You know, I always tell someone, if you like working on bicycles, you're going to make a dandy HVAC technician. But it, <laughs> yeah. it could also be if you like working on bicycles, you could be a dandy electrician. You could be a dandy construction person. Do you like Working with wood blocks, you like working with Legos. And, you know, any person that can check that box can have a successful career doing that. And they go, wait a minute. You mean I I can have a successful career tearing things apart and fixing things? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right.
2: Make a mess mess before uh, you make it look pretty. Absolutely.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your adventure in this because this is really a cool combination. This is not just... You know, hey, let's let's spend some time talking about what we need to have in the industry. We're talking about two professionals that come from not just the contracting side, but also from the content development side that got together and went, you know, if we do this together, we can paint a really cool picture. So tell us how this picture started and learn a little bit more about grit and greatness. Sure. <laughs> well, thanks. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. I, uh, I'm a general contractor.
2: Our company's called Delmarva Veteran Builders. And for the oh. listeners out there, that's Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. We're a, a peninsula about two hours east of uh, Washington, D.C. We've been in business for about 10 years, we're a commercial general contractor. So we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we're a small, small business, have about 20 folks on the team. And uh, a few years ago, we just kind of saw that this, the the workforce issue was changing. Was changing. It was aging. Yep. I kind of started to wake up to the realization, man, like in five years, this is going to be a really, really tough, hard time finding mm-hmm. folks to just do the work. So I, I kind of saw it as it was going to be a, affecting our business and then it was going to affect our subcontractors who probably weren't really thinking about not that, preparing that far ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> no. And so I said, man, we really got to, we got to do something about this. And I'm not really sure what it was, but at the time, but we started sitting in rooms and brainstorming. And so that's kind of how we uh, ended up with a, the idea of a children's book. So it's been a fun ride and and uh, we've learned a lot, met a lot of great people. We've, we've, we're we talking to contractors now all over the country. We've talked to some folks up in Canada and Guam. So it's starting to trickle out. starting to spread out lately. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because we're hearing that the, the same message that it's not just a United States issue. It's kind of seems to be international from so far from what we're, we've been hearing. So Yeah,
0: so that's about, very true. We see yeah, the same so, thing.
2: So about five years ago, uh, Jenny came to work with us and hired Jenny to rebrand the company to really look at uh, making us kind of unique and different in the marketplace and just kind of putting ourselves out there. So, Jenny.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in a little bit. Yeah. So you heard from Chris. He's in the construction business. He's been doing this for, you know, Decade or two decades at this point. We'll go with the decade. Okay. Right. Um, the decade safe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, you know, always been a creative growing up. I'm a graphic designer by trade. I lived in Florida and moved all over the U.S. over time, but I ended up moving from California. I married a widower who had four kids and I moved to Salisbury, Maryland, where we are now. And I never had heard of this place, but um, love conquers all. And I moved here and kind of just started a new life and, uh, you know, just trying to get my bearings here. But it was really. Cool. I met Chris through friends and they, um, eventually invited me to come work at, we call DVB, but Marva Veteran Builders. So, and like Chris said, you know, we, they were, Chris already had, um, he's really into marketing. He's really into, um, you know, just thinking outside the box, like we'll say over and over again, probably. But, um, you know, I kind of understood his ideas, you know, I really like to look at things differently. So yeah, so uh, we you know started this whole rebrand thing. This kind of started in 2019 for me. You know, as I I sit here in the office and I hear a lot of um, a lot of our uh, project managers, our superintendents are going in and out, and I'm always hearing about you know all the the, the challenges that happen and, and sure. the, the problem solving that uh, happens every single day. And I'm I'm like sitting here amazed at like how much how things can go wrong and how we have to fix it all the time, you know, and it's stuff that's like, can be completely out of your control. You have a million moving parts and it's like, man, this is not for the faint of heart for sure, you know, but it's also, like I said, super rewarding to see the things you put all of your hard work into actually come to fruition and people, they're buildings that people need and use for, for, you know, decades. So, I mean, so I thought that was really cool. And I I really wanted to try to, present our company in a way that's more about our people. Chris has always been, you know, it's all about the people that work here. And obviously Absolutely. that's super important. So, you know, I was looking through different words, ways to describe who we are and in the word grit kept coming up. And obviously we're a veteran based company. Chris is a Navy veteran. Awesome. And we, Congratulations, um,
0: we, Chris. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah very, 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 yeah. thank you for your service, Chris. Obviously very proud of, you know, I wish I were a veteran, but I really love to honor that service mindset. So, um, we did a a rebrand and um, I ended up coming up with a a tagline for the company. It was called Grit Leads to Greatness. And that kind of came from thinking about more of a battle cry of, of not just like in construction, but what can our company kind of present to the world? What can we kind of encourage people to think about as they go through life. And so we, you know, believe grit is, is, is obviously, you can use that in your everyday life. People can use it regardless if you're in the construction industry, but it's something, it's something that makes you, it can make you great by going through the challenges and obstacles. And Chris has always been a, a real fan of stoicism and he, he's had me read books and I really, um, really got into it as well. And I really liked a lot of the, just a lot of the stories were about how people look at challenges and challenges are not something to run away from, but to like see how you can use it to um, better Embrace
0: your life and develop you yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: we did um a, a ad campaign. We used all of our um, our different employees, and we made them look heroic. And we used them. Oh, we used nice. them uh, example of world war, world war two, how yeah. not only military but civilians came together in the U S. and we all worked together, men, women, children, and we really it was something like we were challenged against you know something evil force, and we we were able to do something incredible and it was really inspiring. And so I love history like Chris does as well. And so we did these really cool World War II propaganda style posters and it became a, uh, you know, a a success in our our community and and people really um, understood what we were saying. So that was kind of the beginning of um, where we get to talk about the book.
0: You know, the thing that I love about this is the way that you build that and you compare that because we we have to use history to be able to evaluate the future. Right. Yeah. And so I I'm a huge history fanatic myself, especially World War II. And so if we look at history in general and we see repeats of trends, you know, we can see that when when we start promoting hard work and determination and exactly that grit And what can come out of grit, that greatness that can come out of it. We've kind of set that on the sideline for a couple of generations, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. There's that time period where as a nation, as a world, we do things together and we have greatness out of that. And so we had that technological development for a couple of generations. And then that labor, that mechanical contribution fell to the wayside. A lot of our trade programs yeah. got removed from the schools. A lot of that ambition to do something for the world with your hands has escaped yeah. where we are. And I do believe, and I, I promote this on our, almost every show, that we are in a transitional period. I call this like the evolution of education in our industry, that we are now approaching a period where the world is we'll have to come together to make changes. And then whether we are a proponent or against global warming, it's, it's real and it's making changes in everyone's life. How do we combat that together? How do we make a change for the world? Not just for global warming, but just for advancements in technology and structure and infrastructure and development. If you don't have those mechanical skills and if you don't have those construction skills and those building skills and electrical skills, and mechanical skills and plumbing skills, We're not going to go anywhere. So as a country and as a world, it's crucial for us to reestablish who we are and what we can do with our hands. You know, technology is in a shift. We're, We're all seeing things that are changing technology. AI, we're using artificial intelligence to replace people's jobs. Well, what do those people do? Well, have they ever thought about putting their hands to use and actually making a difference in the world? That's where this book comes into play. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those principles that you put into this book and how they grow on these young children as they move into adults. One one
2: thing that was really important to me was to make construction heroic. Yes. In the eyes of children. And so I think that was one thing that was really important to us. So that's why we went with (laughs) magical characters that are kind of fantastical in nature and kind of superheroic. Uh, Jenny and I are both nerds, like Lord of the Rings, comics, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of
0: powerful characters.
2: Yeah. Powerful characters. So we wanted to create powerful characters because one of the things I I, I see with the industry is, is kids love construction. Yes. It's really more of a parent and an educator issue. Yeah. And so And the more I've gone down this rabbit hole with this book and and learning about this issue, I I really believe it's an education campaign to parents and educators. I think the reason why educators don't talk about our industry is because they don't know about it. Most of the educators in the world, uh, or at least in the United States, um, they spend their adolescent youth years in education, then they go to college, to learn about education and then they go back into the school system to teach education. So they don't have, unless they have a personal connection, they don't really have any exposure to our industry.
0: That's so exactly right.
2: They don't have any uh, knowledge um, to, to speak on it. To compare and to. So, sure. And so I think that's kind of one of the things. And then coupled with that, we don't, we, as a construction industry or industries, we haven't done a good job of promoting ourselves. You know, if we're not out on the front waving the flag, about how awesome we are. Nobody else is going to do it. Nobody yeah, knows.
1: Doctors and attorneys get that kind of recognition through movies and yeah. you know, people see all, like, you know, there's kind of this evidence of like, oh, he's an attorney or, you know, or she's a, a doctor. She makes money and all these things that get glorified and they don't, you know, those are just we, construction doesn't really get that. There's so many different aspects. It doesn't get that like, you know, that recognition. And I think people, you know, try to you know, there's just no, I don't think necessarily everybody's against it. It's just, does not get as much of, of that forward front like thought? So. And,
2: and so kind of going back to history, if you look at the foundation of society, these characters that everybody still knows their names today, they were, they were artisans, they were trades, uh, right. folks, and they were the upper section of the, um, society. I mean, the Ninja Turtles are named after him. So uh, another nerd part. Um, But but, um, so I think that's another thing is we want part of these character developments is we wanted to have that kind of artisan flavor and that heritage of this means of doing something and providing value and this like nobility and necessary to uh, society and having kind of that, that piece of it. So I think those were kind of where we started to go and how we storyboarded this and, and
1: kind of like that. So when we were kind of trying to think of the concepts, you know, we, there's, you know, typical construction books, you know, how something made or, you know, right you know, just visit to a construction site, which are, you know, kids like those books, but we, you know, obviously our mantra is always being, trying to be different. So, you know, we kind of like, the big thing was this whole labor shortage, this workforce crisis that we keep hearing about, you know, we're like, what, what are some things that we could solve, or at least attempt to solve with a book? You know, what can we teach the world? What can, what can be set, set straight that has gone, you know, gone off the rails, (laughs) you know, for lack of better words, but Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we just started thinking about like, yeah, this whole heroic thing, like construction really is something that kids, as we wanted to, to reinforce it to kids, like to remind them. So as they age and they get older and they read this book, they'll remember that construction matters and it's important. And so, um, you know, so that's where we took the idea of there the idea came from the, the tagline, at least greatness. The, the idea was like, first off was like, what if greatness were a place that kids could find? So that right. was like what set, what set the tone. It was for, attainable. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, if you were on a path to greatness, what would, what would that look like? And so, and, and nice. as we were thinking about that, the obstacles and the, about stoicism, all these different things about how obstacles actually shape your life became kind of part of the story. So we're like, okay, if you're going to find greatness or you're on your way to there, you're going to run into obstacles because the obstacles shape you and make you better. So, okay, those, what if those obstacles were were traits that, the, that we, we obviously had kids as our protagonists, but what if these kids met? obstacles along the way, which happen to be the trades, but the trades, they learn things, they don't realize it because when you're going through a, a, like, you know, a crisis or an obstacle in your own life, you don't realize how it's shaping you until you kind of look back and you look back reflection at of
0: it. Yeah. reflection. Yeah. And you recognize so, it. Yeah
1: so the kids you know being kids like anybody else they'll run into these obstacles they're kind of frustrated you know they they don't they want to keep going there they have a goal in mind but you know they meet these characters they learn something and it builds as they go like and then at the end they kind of have this realization that what they learned along the way actually actually brought them to greatness the, the journey was was what made them who they were so yeah. so yeah so that was kind of the beginning of that story
2: yeah and the context is it's a in this imaginary city uh where the world is crumbling because people have forgotten how to build how and to fix things, yeah. And things. Yep. yeah so these two kids decide to go on a uh, an adventure and and then they um to save the world and yeah. At the end, the two kids you know they they go through a series of five. We put five trades in the book um, uh, carpentry, um, masonry, electrical plumbing, and um, w- welding like steel working they mm-hmm. have to build a bridge and uh, all of these characters are you know magical heroic um, and they they each have you know really um things from the trades that we put into the book and into each character we met with um a lot of our subcontractors when we were in character development Mm -hmm. how can we make this um you know more uh, authentic and real to the job site so copper the plumber she uh they they have this magical like water slide world or whatever and they have to end up fixing like this high high uh pressure water line that's been damaged so the kids are (laughs) working with copper the plumber and she's got this huge wrench on her back like a, like a brave heart sword all right so but that's a kind of the flavor of the characters that we did but at the end these kids are saving uh, are saving the world and all these trade magical trade characters show up to help and this is like this transformation of kind of what you were talking about of where we're at right now a pivot point in in the country or in the world where we're going to have to come together and recognize the construction trades do add value. You can have a meaningful life. Um, you, can you can be involved. Give back in, to the world. Yeah, yeah you can we serve your community. Hope to yeah. the world. Yes. You I mean, can yeah. create change in your own uh, community and, and serve other people and have, have nobility and necessary uh, impact to, to, to your own local community. And I think yeah. that's kind of the flavor that we wanted to create with, with the book.
0: I love that. So yeah. let's take the, let's pick on two characters. I know we have two primary characters and we have some sub characters. So Jenny, who is your favorite character in the book and why?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that's a tough one. I feel like they're like, you know, part of my life, you know, yeah, read this, uh, two imagine. and a half years of, of writing it. And really it was cool to see it come to, it's come to life in the illustrations like I've been picturing these in my mind, you know, right. so, um, man, two characters, one, um, one I like, it's kind of personal, um, It's her name's Rowan, she's a snome, a snome is a, a gnome that lives in the snow, and this okay. was a side story that my son and I kind of helped write together for one of his school projects long ago, and um, I'd been to Iceland and, and saw all these different like, um, talk about um, fairies and elves sure. and trolls that live there, and so yep. it, kind of, it kind of inspired of creativity. that side story. Um, but Rowan is this, you know, this little small character, but, um, they're in the, in the book. I kind of like how she responds to, um, so she, the kids are in this, in this, um, magical kind of, uh, winter wonderland, but there's a terrible snowstorm in the middle of the night and the snows are all building, they're all master carpenters and they're building, um and a, a, a lodge academy it's like and a ice big school for the kids yeah. <laughs> and this snowstorm they call it snowstorm of the century comes and just destroys the like the the construction site overnight and the in, in the morning the snows all kind of get up but they're like they're upset but they get up and they start to rebuild in the morning like they all come out as a, cr- a crew and the kids stand there and they see the um they see the community coming together to rebuild and the kids decide they they're like well, we're tall we can help we can help Get the heights of the structure back to where he works. They're so small, so they they could have gone on to greatness, but they realized like they 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 want to stay and help the kids, and they kind of like that. They just see the the community come together. So to me, that was something that I really I really liked, and um, I think with her with Rowan being a woman, you know trying to get more women involved in construction. Yeah, I really like that part. I, and I don't, and I, I don't believe it's just women, you know, can solve this. I just want it to be normal that women and men work together on a job site. Right. You know, it's kind of like, it shouldn't be strange that there's a woman out there anymore, you know, and this needs to go away. And like I said, it, they're not going to solve it all, but we need it to be this, this cohesive feeling of, you know, everybody welcoming and, and deciding Community. that. Yeah. Like everyone it, has so, a piece of the puzzle. Right. And you know, so just the contributions and that, I think that's something super important. And I, I like that. And I just I just want that welcoming environment. Like we need that for everybody, not just women, but for anybody new into the industry. Those are things that I just think it's so strange when it's not that it's that there's some places that it's not like that. And, and it really there's a lot of improvements and change. And I think it's going to get even better. But um, so you said two characters. I don't know, I feel like it went, went off on just one character. No, that's
0: great. Even she with yeah. your favorite one. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, that yeah, Rowan, I'll, I'll go with her.
0: And Chris, how about you? I'm going to go with Mason, the
2: Mason. So he was the first character. Number one, um, he's a master Mason and he's, but he's, he's a eight foot tall stone ogre. And so he's got intricate, um, carvings all over his arms that he's done. He's also a scar sculptor and he's not your traditional ogre. He's very smart. He's very, uh, kind of funny and but he's also like ancient and wise and he t- he teaches the kids how to to build a um a retaining wall out of masonry they're like cutting back the mountainside so they can't continue on their their path to greatness it's blocks so uh, he's working with the kids and he kind of knows that this is all happening to begin with and um so i liked him so much and convinced jenny and she i uh, had to Kind of drag her along on this one, but uh, <laughs> I went to Hollywood and had Mason the Mason and Copper the Plumber, um, actually produce so they're live action characters, they've oh, been in cool front of ball. like uh 2000 kids, and um, yeah, if uh a contractor calling, like I was calling up in like New York around Broadway and then out in Hollywood. And they're like, you want to do what now? Right. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to make these characters you and can can walk these around. Yeah. And, um, so that's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mason's been probably the most, um, you know, interactive character. I guess the kids uh, have.
1: Ac- yeah, he's super tall, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. Right. His yeah.
2: his boots are huge, um, so the kids. Uh-
1: Chris has worn the costume before. Yeah. Oh, hired actors. Chris put it on, and it is, it is a very. It it gets very hot inside yeah. of that thing, and at one yeah, point, good. I was kind of guiding him, and, and Chris, I could hear like. Someone's like, I think Mason needs your help, and it's Chris inside the costume. And he's like, I- I'm about to pass out. I get, get me out of here. You know, I'm, I was like, what if he passes out in the suit? And you know all these people? I mean, that would be so Super hilarious. Super character down on the ground. Have to like revive him. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, we've taken taken these characters to some of these construction conferences yeah, we, we typically get three reactions. One, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I can imagine. Number two, what, what, what is that? I don't right. even know what that is. What are you doing? Um, but that, uh, not too many, but, uh, we've had a couple of detractors. Oh, uh, you're a circus right. circus show or something like yeah. that. But I mean, this, it's a way to get attention. And I Absolutely. knew, I knew we were onto something when we were down in Florida, uh, at a convention, and we had the actor come walking out and these kids that weren't a part of the construction convention at all Mm -hmm. ran up
0: we're gathering yeah
2: they were running up and they wanted to meet him, and wanted to hug him, and all that kind of stuff and i was like yes yeah okay you know we get we we got it (laughs) yeah so now how do we get that on scale and get them out uh
0: Well, let's let's talk about that. So um, Chris, Jenny, for all of those that are listening to the podcast, wanting to learn more about the book and wanting to find the book, where should they go?
1: Yeah. So we have our website, um, gritleadstogreatness.com. Pretty easy to find. Um, On there, you can buy books. We have individual books for sale and they also have um, classroom bundles, we call it. So um, you can go um, there to find the book. You can also find it on Amazon. Just type in the book title and it should it should be there. So um, we're hoping to you know, maybe go through a few different um, other educational avenues as well in the next in the coming months. So uh, but at this point, there's two places where you can find the book.
2: And, and I got to tell you, one of the things that I'm really excited about and was kind of the probably the most shocking for us and I think the reason why we've gotten so so passionate about this is, we did a local reading event, and this was really kind of a test audience. Uh, this was in March. It was Read sure. Across America Day or week, and we were in I don't know five schools in a, let's just call it like sixty classrooms. So we had fifty companies step up and buy these classroom bundles, and sure. they all they all went into the classroom, and we went from second grade to, to fifth grade. Third grade seems to be like the the sweet spot. The sweet spot, sure. And, and I got to tell you, like, you know, being in the construction and around the trades for a couple of decades, we're a tough crowd. We don't get super excited about a lot of stuff, but that day watching the men and women being in the classroom, the pride for our industry on display was so moving. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. And I think coming out of that, I said, wow. Um, we have got to get more people in our industry to see exactly what this is because kids were interested they were excited the men and women the tradesmen and women were just you i mean they were beaming with pride about what they do for a living yeah. and like they really felt like their you know what they did mattered and yeah. and so that experience was just so so moving and we were not expecting that we were really focused on how the kids were going to respond to it and and when when we saw that i was like okay man we're game on we got to get we got to get as many contractors in the classrooms um and so what we've done now is we've gone to trade associations and said okay this is this is what we got to do we got to get your members in the classroom right and the reason why we say this is there's there's a couple of reasons. One, you're you're introducing the trades in a positive mm-hmm. uh, positive light, right? It's a heroic uh, mm-hmm. journey. Two, you're you're creating you're activating our existing workforce. There's, we will all sit here and talk about it. We've talked about it for 20 years. Well, now here's a a solution. Go into the classroom and and get excited, right? And and feel what it feels like to have to have third graders look up to you. And look up to what you do for a living and talk about it. I mean, we had our storefront guy getting in the connection details on curtain walls for over an hour and a half. The I kids mean, loved it. They didn't yeah. want
1: him to leave. Right. Yeah.
2: And then I think third, uh, so um, so that's a legacy opportunity for our existing workforce to pass the torch. That's exactly right? what it is. And, and And so to me, when I kind of saw that, I'm like, we have a competitive advantage. That's something that needs to be talked about. We have an opportunity to to pass the torch. I mean, not other, no other industry is facing a workforce crisis like we are. I mean, wow! To to activate the the nine million plus people in the trades and get them to pass the torch and 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 share with somebody else about what they do for the living, how how what it means, and how they can be involved, and how it can change their lives, and and not just theirs and 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 others, like. That that's a huge that's a huge message that needs to get out and people need to respond to. I, I think so absolutely. And that's kind of what we've been doing. So we we have reading events happening now in in October and March, uh, all across America. And we're talking, I don't know if I would say hundreds of contractors, but we're getting there. Right. Reading to thousands of kids, and and so Jenny and I are kind of saying, okay, well, next step is we got to get a lesson plan for teachers associated with the trades we got to get a family introductory guide to to take home to mom and dad right because there's there's people that are losing jobs now sure and 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 going to well they can come into the trades so this is like a real starting to become like a real inspirational like active recruiting kind of campaign um that we can start to build off of and build a wheel nationally
1: that's a, yeah that's why absolutely. like getting the book to take home with the, the kids taking the book home and keeping it that's been a really fun um, fun thing to see because the kids feel like it's it's Christmas they get their own copy and, and we found out there's many kids that you know different economical backgrounds like they, they don't even have books in their own home so you yeah, exactly. have a book that you get to take home with you and it's not only talking about construction it shows construction, that
0: you can make a difference in the world
1: right and it's yeah. talking about grit and how to like do that so that was one thing like we're not only teaching about construction but we're also bringing an example of a character trait that you can that you can live by you know you can use grit in your everyday life so it's kind of nice it's kind of a nice end with schools as well because it's not only about construction it's also about those things so we was kind of on purpose to kind of you know allow that more not just like oh it's not just about that it's it's about a broader idea so teachers like that (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely yeah all right I love it. Well, Chris Eccleston, Jenny Schroen, we thank you so much for joining us today. And the book is Grit Leads to Greatness. And we encourage everyone to check it out. And I look forward to seeing you all hopefully at a conference in the near future. And uh, we can get out there and promote the book as well. So you guys have a wonderful day. We appreciate you being on the show.
1: All right. Thanks, Clifton. Thanks for
0: having us. Appreciate it.